Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, passion for excellence. This is Auto Line Daily for October 14, 2010, and now the news. Shares of stock in General Motors are likely to be priced around $20 to $25, GM Chairman Ed Whitaker tells Reuters. Now that sounds like an awfully low price. Everybody who follows this story knows the federal government needs those shares to hit at least $133 a share if it's ever going to get back the $50 billion that it poured into the company. But here's what the insiders are saying. Those shares are actually being split to get them down to a price that Main Street America can afford to buy. And GM is even going to let employees and dealers buy those shares at the IPO price. However, we really need to know how much they're splitting those shares. Unless it's a five or six to one split, Uncle Sam is gonna come up short. On Monday, I told you all about former auto czar Stephen Ratner, who's gaining all the glory for spilling his guts in a book about his experience on the Automotive Task Force. I told you, he's not exactly a model citizen. Now, the New York Times reports that Ratner settled his case with the SEC. In order to avoid criminal charges, Ratner agreed to pay a $5 million fine, and he's gonna be banned for trading for a number of years. But you know, unfortunately, this is probably just gonna help the sales of his book. We've been reporting for several months now that big truck sales in the U.S. market keep going up, and the good news just keeps on coming. According to Wards, sales of the big rigs were up almost 17% last month. All classes posted gains except class four and seven. Big truck sales are up 12% overall for the year, and they're about a, about a six month leading indicator of how the economy is going to perform. So if they're going up, so is the economy. BMW celebrated the opening of its upgraded facility in Spartanburg, South Carolina by announcing it's completed a billion dollar investment in the US. The plant already builds the X5 and X6 and was upgraded to build the new X3 using a flexible process, which means customers can now tailor make their X3s. Capacity will increase from 160,000 units a year to 240,000 by next year. BMW may also add another as yet unnamed model at the plant. Kathleen Lagaki, a former executive at Ford who also ran a number of supplier companies, was hired to be the CEO of a startup company called Next Auto Works. You may have caught Lagaki recently on AutoLine After Hours, where we had a great show talking about all kinds of things in the industry. Next Auto Works actually started out as a company being called V-Vehicle. It has the backing of billionaire T. Boone Pickens, which strongly suggests something to do with compressed natural gas, it also has the backing of capital venture firm Kleiner Perkins. The company claims it will come out with a model that gets fantastic fuel economy at a very low cost, and that is all we know for now. If you've ever walked around in cities in Europe, you know there's a lot of other people doing the same thing. As a result, Europe has a lot of pedestrian accidents, and that has led to the toughest pedestrian protection regulations in the world. Automakers are working on airbags that pop up at the trailing edge of a hood to add more crush space for a pedestrian hit by a car. And now Continental has come up with a brilliantly simple sensor to trigger the hood to pop up. They put a small air hose inside the foam in the front bumper. 
When the bumper hits a pedestrian, a sensor detects the change in the air pressure inside that hose, and that's what triggers the airbag. It takes about 10 milliseconds from the time the car hits a pedestrian to the time the airbag deploys. And you know, I gotta love it, using air pressure in a hose. Hey, where's Ford going with the design of its vehicles? We will ask the guy who's in charge of it all to tell us what he has up his sleeve. Introducing Bridgestone's third generation of run-flat tires with groundbreaking new Bridgestone technologies. Bridgestone run-flat tires offer improved ride comfort, lower rolling resistance, and improved wear while giving you the peace of mind and comfort you need. At the Paris Auto Show, I caught up with Jay Mays, the head of design at Ford, and talked to him about the differences between the way the company designs its vehicles in Europe versus the way they look in North America, and then how they plan to merge these designs. Here's a clip from that interview. When I look at things like uh, the Taurus or the new Ford Explorer, which have a very close family resemblance be between them, and then I see this trapezoidal look on the lower part of the front fascia on those yep. vehicles, I start to see what you're talking about of, of these things coming together, but, but still very different designs. How soon, how fast, and what are the characteristics that we will see between North America and Europe? Well, first of all, I'm glad you noticed the trapezoid. Keep your eye on that because that's the tip of the iceberg. As we start to develop the new face of Ford, that trapezoid in one shape or the other will become very important to our DNA. But across the line, you'll see that we're going to keep the dy dynamicism of all of the kinetic design language, but it's going to become simpler, slightly more refined, and what we call more uh, an aspiration to premiumness. We think just because we're a mass market manufacturer doesn't mean that the cars can't look expensive. And we're, we're pretty good at that. And I want to come back to that in a moment, but sticking with North America for the moment, a difference between car and truck, I got to imagine that kinetic design does not go to the truck products like an F-150? No, in fact, the, the, the design language we're developing for the next generation of what I would call international product is very different than what our domestic products like Mustang or F-150 will have. Both of those are considered icons. They almost are their own brands. And so a Mustang will always look like a Mustang. F-150 will always look like an F-150. But when you think about our global flagship, which is Mondeo, right down to the Ka or Ka as we call it in, in Europe, those cars will get a very similar design language. You can watch that entire interview with Jay Mays on Autoline Detroit tomorrow on our website. And Michael Manley, the CEO of the Jeep brand, is also part of that show. And then don't forget to join me and that auto extremist Peter DeLorenzo on Autoline After Hours tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern. Our guest for the show is Bob Purcell, who used to run GM's electric car program and is now with a company called Protein, which makes electric hub motors. You've got to hear how Purcell wants to use those hub motors to instantly add hundreds of horsepower to a conventional car. Also joining us tonight is Charlie Vogelheim from IntelliChoice. That's tonight at 7. And that is it for today's report on the top news in the global automotive industry. Thanks for watching. We'll see you tomorrow.